0: Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: The Quiz Kids brought to you by the makers of Alka Seltzer. Alka Seltzer for headache. Alka Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka Seltzer for cold discomfort. Yes, when these occasional ailments make you miserable, try Alka Seltzer for really fast, really effective relief. And now, Quiz Kids, listen carefully. Here's today's first question Who hopes to whip cream in June? Yes, there's our first brain teaser this afternoon. And how about it? Do you folks at home know the answer? Well, give it some thought while the youngsters here in our classroom get ready for roll call. And here they are, the Quiz Kids! And now here he is, as fry as the first robin of spring, <laughs> our genial chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly.
2: Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Welcome to another reading, writing, and arithmetic session in radio's famous classroom of the air, and now let's get right to roll call, kids. First, we have Joel.
3: I'm Joel Copperman. I'm 11
4: years old and departmental. Patrick. I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 10 years old and, in for- and go to the Fort Dearborn School. David. I'm David Freifelder. I'm 12 years
0: old and in eighth grade at West School in Waukegan, Illinois.
2: And the quiz kid who won his original appearance on our program two weeks ago by winning the recent quiz Kids contest conducted by Lions International as representative of the Whiting Club, Dick.
0: I'm Richard Cravens, I'm 15 years
3: old, and I attend George Rogers Rogers Clark High School in Hammond, Indiana. And
2: I want to report that Lonnie Lundy is absent from school today. His mother sent a note saying he was ill, but nothing serious, so we'll keep his desk for him until next week. Now, can you children answer that first question from Paul C. Marsteller of Los Angeles, California, who hopes to whip cream in June? Now, it seems to me like little Patrick's hand was up first. But I don't see his hand anymore. What happened, Pat?
4: Well, uh, I I uh, I think that it might have to do with horse racing. Uh, and someone uh, some horse uh, ho- hopes to uh, to beat a horse and uh, called Cream.
2: Well, I might say that uh, it doesn't in this particular instance. Uh, uh, it uh, you're on the right track. I I might add though, uh, Patrick, uh, uh, Joel.
3: Well, I don't know uh, whether it is. This is it, but there's going to be the heavyweight title fight in June. Well,
2: uh, how do you think that might enter into well, the? Well, then question?
3: maybe it'd be Walcott that it wants, huh?
2: Walcott. Uh, well, now you're getting very warm, Joel. Uh... Uh, Richard? Isn't Jersey Joe Alcott's nickname, Cream? That's right. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You you got me off guard there. Joe, Lewis
3: is what? Joe? Well, uh, Lewis's nickname's Cream, or isn't his real name, Cream? No, no. So wouldn't
2: it... No? Say, we certainly are involved on this. (laughs) What, uh, the the name Cream, uh, that's right, Joe...
3: Well, would it be Walcott's name? That's is right. Cream? Arnold, so then it'd be Joe Luce that would want to right.
2: Arnold Cream is Jersey Joe Walcott's real name. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Well, finally. Well... I'm, uh, I'm going to give you a perfect score on that one. It took us a long time. But anyway, we're sending us that question. Alka Seltzer sends Paul C. Marsteller of Los Angeles, California, a fine Zenith Transoceanic Portable Radio. That's always the reward when the Quiz Kids answer your question correctly. If they miss, you get a magnificent $250 Zenith Radio Phonograph combination. So, friends, send those questions in. Just send them to Quiz Kids Chicago. Now, since today is Palm Sunday, children, Annie McMullen of Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania, suggests that you try to name two books of the Bible that begin with each letter in the word palm. Two books beginning with P, two with A, and so on, and so on. Richard?
3: Psalms and Proverbs. <clears throat>
2: Psalms and Proverbs. The... And for the letter P.
3: X. Matthew and Mark for M.
2: Well, now, wait a minute. What, what did you, you... Acts?
3: Acts is one, and uh, Leviticus would be for L.
4: Well, Acts
2: is for A. a. Uh, you, yes, Leviticus huh? for Leviticus?
4: L. Leviticus, yeah. And Matthew and Mark for M.
2: Matthew and uh, Mark for M. Now, let's see. We have to get one more for A. David?
0: Well, I, I have another L. Uh, the only name's one. Uh, Luke.
2: Luke, all right. That takes care of L. Now, how about A? One more for A. Joel?
0: Andrew? Uh, no,
2: no, no. David? Amos. Amos, that takes care care of it very, very nicely. Mm -hmm. This music question is from Mrs. Gwen Inselberger of Clearfield, Utah. If you were shipwrecked on the island, uh, suggested by each of these songs, what country would be the nearest? Get two out of three on this, and here's number one.
4: Patrick? That's Pony Boy, isn't it? That's Pony Boy, No, that'd be the Shetland Islands. The uh, of, Shetland
2: Islands? And what country? Uh, I'm not. I'm not
4: sure uh, what would be the closest
2: to that. You're not? All right, well, let's see. We have some other hands up. David?
0: Well, I I think there are, there are two Shetland Islands. One in the north would be near Scotland. There's one in the southern hemisphere that's near Argentina.
2: Well, the one that you gave us near Scotland is the one that I wanted to hear. Yeah, that's absolutely right. <laughs> Scotland is the closest country to the Shetland Islands. <laughs> now, see if you can get this next.
5: Excellent.
2: Patrick?
4: Well, uh, that's... A, she's only a bird in a gilded cage. That's and right. that's the Canary Islands.
2: Canary Islands, so... Uh,
4: the Canary Islands are near, are near uh, Oh, Nice. No, what I country? Don't, I, I don't remember. Now, I had it.
2: Wait a minute, let's see. Joel?
4: Well, Portugal.
2: No, no, no. Richard? Uh,
4: that would be uh, the, uh west
3: coast of africa off the west coast of africa or spain either one of them well two.
2: Uh, what country uh, we've got to bring out the name of a certain country in order to complete this david that,
0: Well, uh, i think it's right it's closest to the gold coast
2: well no Go morocco no no uh, french morocco is the next uh, nearest uh, country but we want the the closest David it again.
0: I'll just start naming some. It's uh, Gambia and Dahomey, Sanigo, and... do oh, you uh, want to name some more? Rio de Oro. Well, the what? Rio de Oro. That's the one right there. I'll take
2: that one. Yes, sir. <laughs> that last one was right on the nose. Yes, sir. And now uh, here is uh, our third part.
0: Patrick?
4: Well, that's, you got to get up. I don't know the... Uh...
2: Well, uh, Well, all right, David?
4: Well, that's the
0: Wake Islands, and they're, uh... They're, they'd be near to Australia in the no, beginning.
2: No, no. What's the nearest oh, country? Japan. Japan.
0: Uh, Indonesia. No,
2: now, what did you say, David? Japan. Japan. That's absolutely right. Right. <laughs> well, so far, we're doing all right this afternoon, quiz kids. Of course, friends, as usual, this question session is entirely unrehearsed. The children have no knowledge of the subjects to be
1: discussed before class is called to order. And that makes the contest really keen. And say, Joe, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about another kind of contest for a minute. This one has to do with you and the cold you may be suffering from right now, friends. Of course, you're going to put up plenty of fight against that ache in every bone feeling. And here's something that can help keep the odds on your side. It's Alka-Seltzer's ABC Cold Comfort Treatment, and it goes like this. A, Alka-Seltzer. Start taking it at once for that feverish, aching feeling. B, be wise. Be sure to get more rest than usual. Beware of drafts. Eat and dress sensibly. And C, comfort the sore throat caused by your cold by gargling with Alka-Seltzer. Now, you'll never know how effective Alka-Seltzer's ABC cold comfort treatment can be until you try it. So do just that, friends, won't you? Get a 30- or 60 cents size package of Alka-Seltzer from your drugstore and follow the easy directions and clothes. We know you'll agree Alka-Seltzer can be worth its weight in gold when you're suffering from a cold.
2: All right, Bob. And now, quiz kids, back to work questions.
1: Uh, Joe, yes. just a minute, Joe. Uh, this is presentation time again today. You know the old saying, it never rains, but it pours. Well, that's certainly true when we consider the honors that are being showered on our Quizmaster this month. And today, Joe not only receives another award, but he and the Quiz Kids program are greatly honored by having Chicago's first citizen here to make the presentation. And I mean, of course, the Honorable Martin H. Connelly, Mayor of Chicago.
5: Thank you, Mr. Murphy. First, I want to say how happy I am to be here on this program with my good friend, Joe Kelly. I don't know whether I've ever told you this or not, Joe, but this Quiz Kids program is one of my favorites. I never miss it if I can help it. We all realize this program makes a splendid contribution to education and helps to build fine citizens for America's future. I think the sponsors of the Quiz Kids are to be congratulated, not not only on the program itself, but also on selecting Chicago for the origination of such an excellent network show. I have often wondered why more big network programs do not originate here in in Chicago. After all, what has Hollywood and New York got that Chicago hasn't got? (laughs) So it is with great pleasure, Joe, that I make this award for Radio Mural, Mirror Magazine. You have been selected as the nation's favorite quiz master by the many thousands of listeners who participated in the annual Radio Mirror Poll for 1947.
2: Thank you, Mayor Kennelly. I'm very grateful to Radio Mirror Magazine for this award and to you for presenting it. I only wish I could personally thank every listener in our audience who voted for me. <laughs> Land's sakes, you don't suppose I'll have to go out and buy a
1: bigger hat, do you? <laughs> now, don't worry don't worry about that, Joe. There's no danger of that happening to you around here. Uh, now how about some more questions, uh, Joe? Questions? Oh, oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> questions, yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, kids, here we go. Miss Edna Cherry of Akron, Ohio, suggests that girls who intend to do their own proposing during this leap year might make their proposals even more interesting if they phrase them in basic. Baseball terms. She wants you fellows to give the girls some ideas of what they might say. For instance, a, a girl might say, uh, "I'll go on strike if you don't marry me." That's the idea. Now let's hear you give some. Joel.
3: Well, I don't see why you don't marry me. After all, I got a few curves. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, Joel. That's a dandy. That was right across the plate, so it was, yes. Uh-huh. And, uh, Richard? Nobody can pinch hit for you. Oh, and our boy, Richard, that's a dandy. <laughs> David?
0: Oh, you're so handsome. Every time I look at you, I go out. Oh! <laughs> Patrick?
4: Well, if you just did him a favor, she could say, uh... She says, I, I just went up the bat for you, and I won't pitch you any 8 balls. Oh, wonderful. Well, say,
2: that was a lot of fun. I'm sure you gave the girls a lot of a, Oh, we have some more. David.
4: You're a hit with me. You're a hit with me. Patrick. I'm going to pop the
2: question. Oh, pop the question. Wonderful. Well, those were all fine. Listen carefully to this rather involved question from Clinton Grimes of Medina, New York. It's about United States President and Stamps. Take the first and last initials of the president who appears on the 4th cents stamp in the present series. Then add a letter between the initials to form a word. All right, the four-cent stamp. David?
0: Well, it's uh, it's James Madison, and that's J-M-and J-M and A, Jam.
2: Jam. All right, that's the idea. Now, see what we can do with this next one. Take the president who appears on the ten-cent stamp in the present series and add a letter between his first and last initials to spell a word. David? Well,
0: it's uh, Henry Tyler. It could be hit or hat or hot.
2: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What'd you say? Hen- Henry uh- Tyler? Is that right?
0: Uh... D- 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 John, uh, John Tyler. John
2: Tyler. That's correct. All uh, right, so... It would be J.T. Uh, J.T. With an E in the middle. Jet. Uh-huh. That's very, very good. Now, the uh, current sale of uh, you You folks can a applaud if you want. To. <laughs> The, uh, Joel?
3: Well, it could also be O or Jot.
2: Yes, that's right, J-O-T. Uh-huh. Thank you very much, Joel. The current sale of Easter Seals to uh, help take care of crippled children caused Nina Badenoch of Chicago to think of this question. The following children in literature might have been helped by the sale of Easter stamps. See if you kids can identify two out of three of them. First, a little boy who liked to ride on his father's shoulders because he could not walk without a crutch. Richard?
4: That's the little Crackett boy.
2: And what was his name, Richard? Um,
4: wasn't it uh, Tom Crackett? That Tom Crackett was the uh, little Tiny Tim Crackett. Tiny that's
2: Tim, that's right. Uh-huh. That, and what story was that from... Uh,
4: that's Dickens' Christmas
0: Carol.
2: Christmas Carol, that's right. How about a little girl who was a doll's dressmaker? A little girl who was a doll's dressmaker. No? Could
3: it be Nellie in the old curiosity shop no. in a Dickens book Well that's
2: me. true but uh, no, that, that is not the answer to this one. a little girl who was a dolls dressmaker. <clears throat> As a matter of fact a, her father was called Mr. Dolls. you give up on this one? Well it would be Jenny Wren in Our Mutual Friend by Dickens. She was lame and used crutches. How about a little girl who learned to walk after a goat boy pushed her wheelchair down the Alps? Richard
4: That would be Heidi, I believe the, Well That wouldn't be it, It's no. in the book Heidi
2: Yeah, that's right Well, what's the little girl's name That this happened to? Uh, Patrick?
4: Well, I was just gonna say Heidi
2: was written in my series Yes, that's right Uh-huh I'm glad you're checking up on me On this now All right, uh, Richard uh, David Oh, well, was it Dee Dee? No <laughs> No Her first name was, uh, Did you give up on this? You still have time to say this Her first name was Clara Clara was her first name and uh, Peter, the goat herder, was the one who pushed her wheelchair down the Alps. Her name was Clara Sessaman. Well, we had a miss on that, and uh, that means that uh, we'll have to count that one wrong. So, um, Nina Badnock of Chicago, who sent that question in, wins a big $250 Zenith Radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Five-year-old Terry Knight of Pomeroy, Ohio, is wondering if you quiz kids read comic books as well as more serious things. And so he sends in this question. If you saw these horses in a comic book, who do you think would be riding them? The first one is Thunder. Patrick. Well,
4: uh, uh, that's uh, Red Rider.
2: Red Rider. That's right. Uh, How about Topper? Topper. T-O-P-P-E-R. That's the horse's name. What comic book? I mean, what his master is whom? Topper. Joe?
3: Could it be Texas Slim?
2: No. No? Joe again. Utah? No. Patrick, what were Sammy you? Matty going...
4: King of the Royal Mounted?
2: No, sorry. Richard? Okay. Topper. Hop along Cassidy. <laughs> Yay. Now you know, don't you? All right, see if you can get this next one. Scout. Richard.
4: Scout would be Tonto's horse. Tonto Ranger.
2: Well, we have another miss. We'll have to count that one wrong, too. So Alka-Seltzer gives away another big $250 Zenith radio phonograph combination to little five-year-old Terry Knight of Pomeroy, Ohio, who sent that horse question in. hmm Mrs. Margie Zimmerman of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, wants to try you kids out on some good old-fashioned, plain-everyday, simple, down-to-earth arithmetic. Of course, I expect you quiz kids to work this in your head, but you listeners at home can try it out with paper and pencil if you like. Listen now. Smith gets twice as large a share of the profit as any of his three partners get. What share of the entire profit is his? Now there is a dozer Richard?
4: Well, there are four people, and he gets uh, he gets uh, twice as much as anybody else, so he gets two-fifths out of the five, and, uh, well, I'm...
3: Turn that over to Joe, I'm afraid. Well, uh, I'm just
2: going to show you something, Joe.
3: Well, uh, if he gets twice... What do you mean by he gets twice as much as any of them?
2: I mean just that, that uh, Smith gets twice as large a share of the profits as any of his three partners get. What share of the entire profit is his?
3: Oh Well, then, uh, let me see. Then, uh, wouldn't his share be 40%?
2: That's right, or what Richard just said. Two-fifths. You were right in the first place, Rich. I just wanted to double-check on it, see? See if we can get this next part. If a train is running three minutes late and losing three seconds per minute, how many more minutes will it take for the train to be running an hour late? David? Uh,
0: 1200 minutes or, uh, 200 hours? Or, no. or 20 hours?
2: No, sorry. Joe?
0: Could you repeat the question, please? Yes.
2: If a train is running three minutes late and losing three seconds per minute, how many more minutes will it take for the train to be running an hour late?
3: Uh, well, let's see. If it moves, uh, loses three minutes and three seconds. Huh? No. <laughs> It again, Who please?
2: started this anyway? If a train is running three minutes late and losing three seconds per minute, how many more minutes will it take for the train to be running an hour late?
3: I don't
0: understand this.
2: You don't? Well, I wouldn't either, only I happen to have the answer right here on my card. And, uh, David? I
0: think it's 1,080 seconds.
2: No, sorry. Uh, That's pretty close, though. Uh, Joel, what is it you don't understand? Well,
3: I don't understand what you mean by the phrase three seconds per minute.
2: Well, it's losing three seconds (laughs) per minute.
4: Three seconds
3: per...
2: It's it's running three minutes late and losing three seconds per minute. Patrick?
4: Three thousand (laughs) and ninety,
2: uh... No, (laughs) no. No, you give up on this.
4: I don't understand what you
3: mean by the...
2: Well, the answer is one thousand, one hundred and forty minutes... Are 19 hours. I'm going to let you look at this after the show's over. <laughs> and now children, let's tackle this next question. Uh Does it have
1: anything to do with nursery rhymes, Joe?
2: Well, uh, <laughs> no, Bob, it doesn't, but uh, why?
1: Well, never mind. I'll, I'll just have to get into this on my own. I uh, Well, I think I may have found a modern cousin to Little Miss Muffet, Joe. She is Little Miss Sweet. My, how she loves to eat. <laughs>
3: Could he, could he? that's more of this, and this, and
1: this. Much more than she should, let's say. Then along came acid indigestion. <gasps> oh, why
0: should I eat so much?
1: Well, here's a suggestion. <laughs> Let Alka-Seltzer scare it away. Well, I'm afraid the resemblance to the original is very slight, I agree. But friends, all we ask you to remember is Alka-Seltzer for relief from acid indigestion. Yes, when overeating results in an acid-upset stomach, put Alka-Seltzer on the job and see how soon you begin to feel better. Just drop an Alka-Seltzer tablet or two into a glass of water, listen to it fizz, and then drink it down. You'll discover it goes to work right away to help relieve that upset, uncomfortable feeling in your stomach. Yes, Alka-Seltzer is really fast-acting because it's in solution when you take it, and therefore right ready to help you to the relief you need and want. So try it. You'll agree there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer for fast, dependable relief. And when you buy, don't forget that extra package. Yes, an extra package on the side keeps the family well-supplied.
2: And now, uh, before we go on to the next question, I want to refer to the question from Mrs. Margie Zimmerman of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania that we missed, you know, where the train never did reach its destination. <laughs> she uh, will receive one of the $250 Zenith radio phonograph combinations from the makers of Alka-Seltzer for stopping us. Now, Henrietta Long of Seattle, Washington, thought of this question after she had read quiz kid Ruthie Duskin's exciting story about Kemi the Magician. And since the question is in the form of chemistry experiments, I've asked Ruthie to perform the experiments right here, and you kids are to explain them. Are you all ready, Ruthie?
0: Sure, Mr. Kelly.
2: All right, fine. Uh, Ruthie calls this experiment the barking dog trick. She has arranged several tall cylinders of different sizes and placed filter paper over each one. She has poured a solution of white phosphorus in carbon bisulfide on the paper. The filter paper should burst into flame. It will pretty soon now.
0: Yeah, it'll be ready in a few more seconds. All
2: right, fine. And then we'll listen for the barking dog after that, see? Are you sure it's going to work, Ruthie?
0: Well, it should.
2: Well, don't get too close to it now.
0: <laughs> there, there it goes. goes. <laughs> there it is.
2: That was it. The one. Whoa,
0: there. Whoa.
5: Another dog. Here it comes. Don't go away, anybody. <laughs>
1: okay. all right, all right
2: I wish I had some windshield wipers on my glasses here. Uh, all right, now then, uh, uh, the question is what, uh, why did that happen? Why did that happen?
3: Joel? Well, with the phosphorus and the other thing, uh, shouldn't the atmosphere sort of be uh, ignited and when the air touches the paper, it should burst into flame.
0: That's on the right track. I don't think you quite have the exact idea of it, but it's pretty near. What's
2: that? David? Was
0: so is the phosphorus on, uh, was it on top of the paper or in the, in the uh, tube? Mm. Well, this is filtered paper. It pour it on, some of it remains on top and some of it goes into the tube. <laughs>
2: What about that, David? Well, uh, what was the
0: carbonite by sulfite or sulfate?
2: Oh. Okay. Sulfite. Sulfite. Okay. By sulfide. Carbon by
3: Joe?
0: Well, aren't they both
3: inflammable? So they in, uh, sort of arise in the shape of gas, maybe. And when they touch the uh, paper, the paper bursts into
0: flame.
1: Uh, I, there, I don't think she quite has it
0: exactly. Well, let's it see.
1: David have the has the his hand up so,
0: uh, I think uh, when the when the two combine it's uh, the carbon sulfide uh, are to a uh, free free carbon which burns uh, in the flame well this this isn't
2: a compound it's a, it's just a solution they don't combine at all no, they don't <laughs> well, they don't <laughs> uh, really <Rudy>, we know <laughs> well do we uh, we uh, we give up on this are are we going to try again at the, uh, David.
0: Well, I think the calm myself, I decomposes into. A...
2: <laughs> no. No. Joe?
0: No. Well, isn't the air?
3: Uh, don't they sort of. Ignite the air because they're inflammable, and when the rise of the air <laughs> touches the paper, it bursts into flame. Well, now, well
0: Joel does have the right idea, but yeah. it's
3: not
2: the, it's not, I mean, he doesn't know it exactly. Not exactly, no. See? And, uh, David?
0: So you put the, uh, you put the, the uh, carbon white sulfate on top of the, uh, phosphorus. Pour it, it on. on. Oh, mm-hmm. you mean the, uh, it's just a solution. You dissolve it. Yeah, yeah, but it was poured on top of it. It was poured on top of the phosphorus. Well, it's dissolved together.
2: Yeah, it's (laughs) all mixed. Shall we tell them?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, when you um, put the phosphorus and carbon disulfide solution onto the filter paper, part of it goes through and vaporizes and mixes with the air. Part carbon that remains on top, and the carbon disulfide that remains on top evaporates, leaving the phosphorus, which is inflammable at room temperature, so it bursts into flame and ignites the mixture in the cylinder.
2: Ruthie, you're right. You're correct.
0: Thank you, Mr. Kelly.
2: Well, let's, uh, let's, let's try this next experiment. Now, for this next one, Ruthie will start a fire with water. All right, now here we go. Uh, Ruthie is piling up a little mound of zinc dust and ammonium nitrate. And now she is making a crater in the top of the mound. See? Now then, she's dropping a few drops of water on top of the whole thing. Let's see what happens. Watch out now. Stand back. Right. There we are, there she goes. The whole pile is starting to smoke. Now, where are you, kids? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: can you, uh, can you, Quiz, can you explain what took place, David? Well, uh, uh,
0: there was water that was, uh, the what? The water was poured on, on, uh, half of the, uh, the zinc and the ammonium nitrate. The, uh, the zinc is as the catalyst and the ammonia nitrate just uh, burst into flame when it gets in contact with
2: the water. How about that, Ruthie? Well, it
0: isn't the
4: zinc that
2: acts, as the catalyst. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you, we're going to have to give up. There's the bell. That means that that's a myth. It was a lot of fun, though, and thanks a lot, Ruthie. And that also means that Henry Adia Long of Seattle, Washington received one of the big $250 Zenith radio phonograph combinations for stopping the kids again. Well, as usual, the old bell means class is over for today. The judges are already busy totaling up the scores and they'll have your report cards ready in just a minute. While we're waiting, here's an important message.
1: Mothers, are you having trouble getting your children and your family to take their vitamins every day? Try giving them one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Each one-a-day brand multiple capsule contains all the vitamins for which the amount needed for grown-ups and children has been established. What more, one capsule every day is all they take. And one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules are low in cost. A full two-month supply for only $2. Ask your druggist for one-a-day brand vitamins. Good for growing children and adults. Remember, for vitamins the easy way, for vitamins the thrifty way, the brand you want is one a day.
2: And all that quiz gives the judges have handed me in their report, and here's the scoring on today's classroom session. Of course, you children want to remember the win or lose. You all receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And now here's the verdict. The judges say our entire class missed four questions this afternoon. Richard is first, David second, and Pat and Joel tied for third. That means you four will be back in class next week, along with Lonnie Lundy, age 11. We hope all you listeners will plan to be with us too next Sunday, same time, same station. Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the kids Kids class. Goodbye, kids.
1: This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.